so we are so excited here for episode seven of our Talking Disney uh, podcast. And uh, this is where we come together once a month and we talk about a Disney classic and it is completely random. And uh, this time the, uh, the random number generator was not kind to us and we have to talk about the, uh, the 45th Disney animated feature film home on the range and my friend Stanford, I'm Rachel and my friend Stanford is here Hi, to talk about <laughs> this animated classic. classic. <laughs> In quotations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. this is going to be fun. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Thanks for <laughs> inviting me back, Rach. <laughs> Anytime. So yeah, so this movie came out in 2004. It was kind of in the dark days of Disney animation. Oh, dark and- days. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, we are, yeah, so we're going to dive in and talk about it. So did you see this movie in the theater? I did. I saw it oh, in the my theater. Gosh. And... Uh, Wow! Yeah, <laughs> there was some there was some build up and anticipation about it because you know it was they were pretty clear. Disney was pretty clear about it. this is their last quote unquote hand drawn animated film for you know maybe for forever. You know what I mean? They yeah. And, they, uh, and so I was I was excited to, I was excited to see it and, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah then and then and then that. 30 seconds into it. <laughs> I knew yeah. we were in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know what part you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so weird. I mean, I did not see it in theaters because that, I, at that point in my life, so uh, I was uh, 20, uh, 23 in uh, 2004. And I was actually on my mission in 2004. Okay, so yeah. So I missed this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't actually see it until I was doing my Canon review okay. for my blog. And uh, I kind of had to see it because I'd heard such bad things. And I think actually the first time I saw it, I was probably a little bit nicer to it. I mean, I was still towards the bottom of my ranking, yeah. but um, uh, but I was a little bit nicer to it because I'd heard how horrible it was. Um, and uh, but then on my second time, it actually ended up being at the bottom of my ranking, and things that I had like given it a pass for weren't as impressive on yeah. my second watch. <laughs> yeah, and I think it also kind of helped on the or hurt. Uh, on my second watch, my sister Madeline, uh, uh, who is she's the one who's nineteen, my sister, uh, she was there with me, and I was because she was just uh, over, and I was like, I have to watch this for my because uh, I was doing at that point a video every single week on the Disney Canon. I was like, I have to watch this, and, uh, and so like, and she was just like what are you making you know what is this what is this movie i I don't know like her sort of pointing out like what i can't believe they said that i i feel like that also kind of like made me realize oh yeah yeah anyway this movie is really bad and we're going to talk about kind of why and i did invite the i did send an email to the director and invite him to come on and just do an interview where we'd be perfectly nice. And I, I didn't get any response, but uh, it's, it's not our desire to be mean 
uh, to these people. Oh, heavens no. And we oh. love Disney. And we love yeah, Disney. I mean, do. you know, yeah. But I, I, I think that you are not doing anybody any service when you are, if you're a fan of something, you have to be honest. And uh, so, you know, and we're going to try to point out some positives and sort of things. And we realize that it takes a lot of work and a lot of artists and a lot of things to make any movie. Uh, but, uh, but you gotta be, you gotta be real. Otherwise nobody grows or improves. Yeah. <laughs> so. Amen. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so yeah. So I did not see this in theaters. Yeah. I saw it in theaters and then I, I can't remember when maybe I, maybe I tried to watch it again when it came out on DVD, you know, and then I rewatched it in 2011 and that was the last time I saw it. When I did my, you know, Disney Canon uh, blogging, I, I watched every, every film up to that point in 2011, you know, starting with Snow White and ending with, uh, it was with Winnie the Pooh actually was the last, was that, that year, you know, 2011. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I tell you. I haven't seen it since. <laughs> I tell you, it was a good thing that I was on my mission in 2004 because it was a rough year for animation. Very oh, rough. A horrible year. Yeah. Thank goodness for the Incredibles. Yeah. And Shrek 2 is pretty decent for the Shrek movies. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Um, and, uh, but that was also the year of Shark Tale. And I'm curious, which one would you rather watch? Shark Tale oh, or Home on the Rage? None of the above, you know. <laughs> See, none of the above. <laughs> Shark Tale is horrible, I think, too. Shark Tale is... I feel like I would rather watch Home on the Range because... I like the animation better I, on Home on the Range. I like the animation better, and it's not as mean-spirited. I feel yeah. like Shark Tale is actually kind of mean-spirited, the way that the Will, Fish, Will Smith fish character is just kind of a jerk. yeah. And uh, so, <laughs> there we go. Uh, you also had the Polar Express in 2004, which was good. I mean, it, it, the animation's, you know, not for everybody, but I, I like it. I think it's good. And you have the SpongeBob movie, which was actually pretty decent, I think. Um, and uh, and House Movie Castle came out in 2004 in Japan. It didn't come out until 2005 uh in, yeah, uh, in, in the, the united US. states so uh, that's when it got nominated for the oscar is in uh 2005 there's also uh let's see teacher's pet movie yeah and uh that's about it for that year it was it was it was one of the years where there were only three uh films nominated for uh, best animated uh oscars uh and uh that they did nominate shark tail which is <laughs> i mean i don't know why they didn't i guess they didn't consider uh polar express uh animation because yeah, motion even, capture right because of the motion capture but they had just nominated monster house which is the same technology as far as i understand right so i don't know where they got that division but i definitely think that spongebob is better than shark tail that's for sure so I, I don't know what they were thinking <laughs> with that. I mean, yeah. wow. But it was kind of just ridiculous because everyone knew Incredibles was going to win because it was the best. So it, 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 uh, 
there you go. Anyway, so that was the year it came out. And uh, so what did you think on this rewatch? Like, what was your experience? Well, that, yeah, it was worse than, than even than I Because <laughs> 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 it was bad. And it was, you know, it did not... I, I really tried to be open-minded about it again, and, and, yeah. and, and it was it was worse. It was it was yeah. I, I thought it was it was worse to film, but again, the stuff the stuff that came back are the things that I guess thinking about when I saw it in two thousand four. You know, I, I was so excited about it because I I think I just thought it was so cool that Disney Animation was going to do a western. Uh-huh. What a fun idea to have an animated western, and yeah. so. In concept, uh, I, I I think it's 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 a great idea, but wow, you know the execution as we're going to be diving into it was 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 not good. Yeah, I think if you want a a good animate or decent at least animated western, I think uh, the um, uh, the uh, I actually think the Puss in Boots is pretty entertaining. I like it. Uh, and just because I think that Puss in Boots is the best struck character by far. And I actually think that Antonio Banderas is one of the most inspired so voice funny. casting in, yeah. in animation. I really think that was brilliant. Uh, I like that one. A lot of people like Rango. I'm not a fan of it personally. Uh, yeah, but, I don't really like Rango that much either. Yeah, a lot of people like it. I respect it. I just didn't like it. Yeah, that's fair. But. Um, also, uh, the, I, I thought a lot in this movie about the, uh, Buffalo Bill, uh, the, um, short in, um, uh, Melody Time. Uh-huh. You know, the, um, with the, the uh, Pecos Bill. Pecos Bill, you're right. Pecos Bill. Just in the vistas and the way that things, uh, some of the animation, I think, if, but that's obviously much better and much funnier. Yeah. Pecos Bill. So that would be a good one to check out is watch, watch melody time. It's good. Um, so anyway, so there you go. Yeah. I like the idea, but I feel like it's such a strange choice because evidently if you follow the, the history of this movie, basically Michael Eisner, uh, was, this was sort of towards the end of his tenure and he was, uh, and and him and many of these executives uh, were making these choices and they didn't see animation as an art form. They were seeing it more as a, uh, you know, as, as a business, which is fine and, and understandable. Uh, and uh, the, um, they, they wanted to make sort of this like emperor's new groove kind of wacky movie about uh, in a Western comedy. But the executives wanted it to be a movie for toddlers that would appeal to really, really little kids. And, uh, and it's so strange to me. Like, I understand, like, I'm not a fan of Brother Bear, but I understand it intellectually because bears, kids have bears, you know, like, kids have yeah. teddy bears. Like, make a movie about a bear. What? Like, kids don't like westerns. Kids don't like yeah. cows. Like, there's not like people are nestling at home with their cow doll. Like, what? Like, yeah. I don't understand why they thought that this would be a big seller for little children. That is really interesting to hear, Rachel, because I'm with you. It seems like almost like this would be more for an older demographic. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's exactly because, what I think. Because, uh, as I was saying, my enthusiasm for it was because I like westerns. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think uh, 
you know, Westerns are, are a great genre and how interesting for Disney animation to try to, to take, take it on, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Uh, you can really tell, that was another thing I was really noticing too, because we hear about those final d- days in the Michael Eisner era, how uh, the poor movie, you know, the p- poor people working on these movies, they had to take notes from everybody, you know, and then try to integrate people's input on yeah. it. And so you just never really had a clear vision, I think, on these films because there were so many people providing input that they had to somehow implement. And it's just, you know, it just makes for a real incoherent mess uh, rather yeah. than one that really has a clear narrative vision, you know, and a really, a really compelling story. It's just, it's like, oh, just kind of annoying character and annoying joke you know one after another <laughs> yeah. yeah which i think is indic- indicative of the time period of the process yeah right exactly and uh yeah i guess it started out as uh, this movie called sweating bullets sweating bullets yes yeah. and uh they that it was originally gonna be uh this sort of uh supernatural western uh about a timid cowboy who visits a ghost town and confronts an undead cattle hustler named Slim. And then it went through different variations. Uh, and, uh, and they, uh, they, they were going to have it be about a bull, I guess at one point. And then, uh, and then uh, finally it got, and it started, this was like in 1998. So it was, there was quite a, a journey yeah. for it. And I think that Alan Menken was signed on to write the music in 1998. Oh, wow. So he'd been on it early. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I wondered about, too, if when they brought Alan Menken on. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it says here, so shortly after winning the Richard Rogers New Horizons Award, lyricist Glenn Slater was brought to the attention of Menken, who later invited Slater to work with him on Sweating Bullets. And uh, so they wrote, this is, they wrote the first of the film's song, six songs, Back in 1999, the first was Little Patch of Heaven. And then I guess one of the songs they didn't write until after 2000, uh, after the nine, they didn't write until after 9-11. The Will the Sun Ever Shine Again song they wrote after 9-11. Okay. So. Which should make sense because you really get that, yeah, that melancholy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and uh, they had uh, eventually, yeah, they c- focused on this idea of these three cow protagonists who would become bounty hunters to save the farm. And, uh, and that's when they brought on, uh, I guess in, this is in 2000, Mike Gabriel, co-director Mike Gaimo, were removed from the project because of the persistent story problems. So this thing was just a nightmare. And then finally, they brought on uh, Will Finn, who had been a supervising animator. Uh, he'd been an what an, had been and and still is a, an animator, and uh, he had worked a lot on Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, in the past, uh, he had he had worked on many 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 films. Uh, his first uh, was it looked like his start was with as an animator for Don Bluth. Uh, Secret of Nim, Dragon's Lair, uh, these kinds of things, and then he he was a character animator for all in Oliver and Company, and in The Little Mermaid, and 
and just a number of Rescuers Down Under, storyboard artist, character animator, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Return of Jafar. Anyway, he's just a, he's an animator and uh, he, um, and it just says additional sequences. So I guess he wasn't the director of the Road to El Dorado on here, but anyway, he was brought on to direct Home on the Range. And since then he has done some shorts. Uh, he, and then he did the Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return, which is rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woo! When was uh, that? Like, was that 2016, 2015? Uh, that was 2013. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so that yeah. really made an impact on me. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you see it in the theater? No. Oh, man. Poor Wilfin. Uh, I, uh, I, I kind of feel bad for the guy. <laughs> Hey, yeah, but, uh, I know, and I, I was wishing he could he could join in because I would love to hear if if he would be willing to share just the history of it. Because I would too. Talking about not that the sweating bullets necessarily sounded like a great story, but uh, definitely better than what they ended up with. Yeah. Uh, but still, I just if he could, I would it'd be so interesting to hear some of the history of the progression of this of this story and how how the film ultimately got made because again i think that was really the big thing for me rachel re-watching it like i can't believe they made it <laughs> you know, i can't believe this yeah, thing that's right and then, then they actually decided to you know complete complete it because <laughs> yeah it really should have been should have been scrapped like yeah. it, it really yeah i i put my this time on my letterbox I just put this movie might have ruined yodeling for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. So, so we made it a goal before we, uh, before we watched, rewatched this movie that we were each going to find three positive things. And uh, so as we go through, we're going to talk about those three positive things and uh, we'll be very curious if you guys, maybe you love it and let us know, uh, let us know your thoughts. And uh, uh, especially if, you, if it's one you watched as a, as a little kid, I'd be very curious to know what your thoughts were. Uh, so it starts out the movie with uh, the, you have Maggie is the Roseanne Barr cow. <laughs> and she is the only cow left at her ranch. And, uh, and so they are all, I guess all 500 of these cows have been stolen. And, uh, and so Mr. Dixon, uh, sells, uh, Maggie to Pearl. And so, <laughs> so here's a problem I have right now. This is the very first scene of the movie. It makes no sense because why on earth would she buy a prized show cow, which supposedly Maggie is, if she's just about to go under and has no money? And That's like, like she, like a prized show cow is worth like even even now is worth many thousands of dollars, and uh, and and she definitely is enough to pay off this this mortgage or whatever it is and and it's she acts like oh i can't sell their like family she literally just bought it this weekend like what 
I know it's so problematic. So, so you know the film. The film starts, and the I I instantly. I mean, I was so happy to see again the gorgeous animation, and they show yeah. one of those vistas as an animated vista of Monument Valley. Yeah. Which you know, you in Utah and Arizona. So you know, oh, and it's wonderful, and it, and it looks like again, it's like an animated John, you know, like a John Ford film. The way that they compose the shot, and then you cut to this Roseanne Barr thing and it's just like, oh dear. And I'm with yeah. you. It's like, it's just, it's very logical on, 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 on how this, how this is, how this is working. I mean, it's, it sets up that, you know, Pearl is, is a kind hearted, good woman who takes, who loves her animals and they love her, you know? Yeah. But, that, but still it, it, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any Fancy. It really makes no sense because then later on she's offering to sell the chickens for three for buy three get one free, yeah, and it, or buy one get three free, and yeah. it's like you had a show, <laughs> right? <laughs> like what? <laughs> and I mean, I, it's not like people are gonna like immediately kill these cows. Like they're dairy cows. Like if you're selling them, like. <laughs> like what? Anyway, I know it's over like trying to play logic to this silly movie, but, but it was, like it, right off the bat, but this makes yeah. no sense. Also, how the heck does somebody steal 500 cattle without any of the cowboys or without anybody? And, and the fact he's also singing, you know what I mean? Like this is very loud and would like make tons of noise. Like I can't even imagine how many cattle that is. Like what is Mr. Dixon doing? Yeah. He wouldn't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, does he hypnotize the humans too? Right. The humans are in this deep sleep that they can't hear any of this stuff. What? Going on. Yeah. And, and then, but even all of that could be ignored. That's fine. Whatever. But, we get the Roseanne Barr cow, Maggie. Her first, one of her first lines of dialogue is, they're real. They're real. Look yeah, up. they're real. Yeah. And, what? And then, and, and it just, it just goes on from there. You know, there's all these horrible cow puns. <sighs> I mean, every, oh, just, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with, and I just like, the same thing, like, this is your opening line. Like, if you're really making this film for toddlers, do we yeah. really want to joke about artificial breast augmentation, whatever they call it? Like, what? I know. I know. So I mean, bad. it just is like, ooh, I feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and the dialogue is so terrible. Like, I mean, just things like, what's her specialty? Sour cream? Like, What? And I, I like, uh, I don't know. And then later on, they, they say uh, to uh, the um, horse to book, he says, well, if it isn't the phony express, like, oh my gosh, like, it's just so bad. You're just like, what? I know. Like, I, know. I, I honestly think that you, like, it's just so weird because if they were trying to appeal to toddlers, why is it so crass? And why is it so, uh, like. It is. It's re it really is pretty crass, you know, because, mm -hmm. again, it just like, felt like it was really tinged with 
with Roseanne's <laughs> trademark humor. Yeah. And if not it, that her humor is bad, but it's not meant for a family film. Yeah. 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 Like, if I'm trying to think, like, I don't know, something that would appeal to toddlers is, like, Dora. Yeah. You know, which isn't Western, but it's kind of an adventure or whatever. And it's, like, very sweet. No, I've got the map. Yay. Let's go. And let's yeah. go on an adventure and whatever. <laughs> right. Rather than, yeah, what? Roseanne talking about her udders, you know. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> what? It was bizarre so yeah it gets off to a bad note but then yes (laughs) but we do have the not saving grace because it doesn't save it but one of my definitely best things about the movie is the songs and Uh, alan and alan macon his score is also quite fun yeah it's a it's a really fun score i agree really fun Uh, that's i'm with you the music and, and and the score by Alan Menken uh, are 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 good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know you get little patch of heaven, which I love that 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 sequence I think is probably the best sequence in the film. I think so too. Uh, again, not that that would be hard, <laughs> but 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 it's it's legitimately charming. I mean, because yeah. the song is great. Katie Lang is a good singer. She's a, such a good singer and was a perfect choice. For that she just interprets that song yeah you know just just she nails it and and uh the animation's cute i thought it's a fun way to introduce the fun way to introduce the characters yeah uh on the farm uh, on the, and and uh patch of heaven is kind of is probably the core the emotional core of the film you know pearl and the, and the farm but uh and i love and i really like the character designs that's one of the things i, I like about it because they, it feels like a 1950s cartoon you know uh the way that the way that they did it was pretty you know pretty simple really just like these solid colors and very stylized but 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 uh i thought oh this is good because i think one of the first things i saw about the film was um they were promoting uh just some concept art from it and it was just it was the, it was the lineup of all the of the farm animals. I thought oh, that's so cool. I love the design of the pigs, you know, and everything looks yeah. so great. And then and then they start talking, and you're just like, oh dear, because all of them have just these, it's just one horrible line <laughs> after another, you know. The, yeah. the the song ends, and then they're back to the lousy script. And, yeah. And <laughs> it can't be denied. It is absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah. And uh, and the yeah the song is sweet. And uh, and that's just what they should have done for this thing should have been very sweet, and instead it just uh, it's just not. And uh, and they get this whole plot of this save save the farm literally save the farm thing, and I hate that trope. I it can be done that that story can be done well, but trust me, I watch you know ninety five Hallmark movies a year, and so many of them are about save. They save. use that. Save the store, save the restaurant, save the whatever, yeah. many, many times. And it's just so boring, yeah. so obvious that they're going to be able to do it. And the only way that, well, with any trope, to be fair, any trope that you have, it, it works if, like, the characters are good and the dialogue is good. And, uh, you know, because, but it's very hard to pull off. And yeah. I was trying to think of... Uh, what would be a uh, 
uh, a save the whatever that kind of pulled it off uh, that uh, I mean you have I'm trying to think uh, you have elements of of it in like uh, I think um, I mean, there's kind of elements of it in the Cars movies with Radiator Springs kind of going down the hill, but I wouldn't say it's a Save the Barn movie, but I don't know. It's just rough. Yeah. And it's very difficult to pull off yeah. uh, the uh, that kind of an element. It's just so predictable. It's tough. Can we talk about these three cows, Rachel? Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the yeah. things. So, clearly, we meet Roseanne. But then her other two cohorts on the farm, you know, with the dairy cows. Um, There's Grace with, that's Jennifer Tilly. So that's voiced by Jennifer Tilly. I would say another strength of the movie. I think she's good. She's just a good voice actress. Well, I love her voice. I, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was a really good choice. I don't like the words they gave her to say. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair. That's fair. And then we've got um, Mrs. Um, Sorry, remind me of the name again. <laughs> What's her name? Mrs. Calloway. Thank you, Mrs. Calloway. I've got it written down. Which none um, of the humans question the fact that she has a hat. Like, what? Yeah, she's wearing a hat, and she's British. I mean, I think, I think again, not... I know, again, it's a cartoon. I don't want to be too picky, but I, I remember thinking this in 2004. That here we are. We've got these, you know, Roseanne, Judy Dench, and Jennifer Tilly. Who, in and of themselves, I mean, they're they're all good at what they do, right? Right. But, but uh, to try to, and I know that they were probably the writers were trying to bring conflict to them, you know, because they that's part of the thing is that the three of them, Ned, Roseanne is is new to the group and is is kind of turned really bossy, right, and kind of taking over. Yeah. And, and there's this power struggle and whatnot, but I. I just none of it. None of it works for me. Uh, I, I think again. I love Jennifer Tilly's voice. I really don't necessarily like that they made her this new age kind of person because I'm also thinking um, this is like a western set in the 18 whatever. <laughs> you know, this. I mean, again, I know I'm overthinking it, but this new age stuff didn't even exist. You know. <laughs> Plus, know, they're talking me. cows, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Plus. If you're going to have one character that's a prized show cow, right? Yeah. Would it make more sense to make the British uptight one? That was exactly it. That's right? thing is like, why are you making kind of grass blue collar Roseanne? Yeah, right. The show cow. And then Mrs. Calway, that we don't really know why. I mean, we guess she came from Britain, you know? <laughs> well, uh, you could have her be the, the, the uptight, you know, like Fraser Crane kind of character yes. or whatever. That's fine. And, and it makes sense then that she's not going to want to sell her because yeah. she's had her for all this time and whatever, and she loves her. That's fine. And then she gets this, this, you know, second rate cow from this farm, you know, farmer, like, and, and then she comes in and is, you know, it's like a buzz light. You're coming in to spoil the right. fun. Right. And so that makes way more sense. It makes no sense for Mrs. Calloway to be the stick in the mud, but not the show cow. Like, yeah, it's 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 really baffling. What? Uh, and I also think too, you know, again, these these three cows were in a way kind of meant to be pitted against each other, but still, there's yeah. no chemistry between these. Oh no, and, no. 
again, I, I fought the script because they just are all have some stupid things to say to each other. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. And, and, uh, but here they are though. They're the, they're the, the, uh, protagonists, you know, they're the ones yeah. to root for. And not that I wanted them to die, but I just wanted, <laughs> but there was just nothing appealing but, about this, this, this dynamic between these three cows. I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't yeah. Care. It is so frustrating when I feel like people think, that making a movie for children to be funny is just characters arguing all the time. Why yeah. on earth is this still a thing? Like, I, it was so frustrating. You know, a movie like Angry Birds, which had honestly actually a lot of potential. Like, the yes. animation was decent. It had good, you know, had, a, had good stuff, a lot of good ingredients. But yeah. unfortunately, most of the jokes in that movie are people fighting. And it's not entertaining to me at all. Like, I don't want to see that. And I, it's just so frustrating when, when you know, it's like, especially if I'm talking about little children, I want yeah. them, like, yeah, in the old Disney movies, you would have, like, one cantankerous character. Yeah. Like, in Winnie the Pooh, obviously, you have, like, uh, you have Rabbit is the cantankerous one. And the yeah. one who... Uh, but he always has like a reason and it's always clear. He's not like, there's many times when he's picking stuff, picking vegetables and he's happy as can be. You know, when he first starts skating on the ice, he's happy as can be. Uh, And so it's not just like, I don't know. It's not just like arguing all the time as a character as as supposed to be funny. And I hate that. It's awful. No, I hear you. Absolutely. And uh, that, that got really, frustrating i mean instantly yeah. you know it's because yeah. it, 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 and then it's just, they fight the whole movie yeah I mean, oh they, yeah they kind yeah. of there there is some kind of a point later you know where they where they come together but not really mm. you know it's not like they necessarily have a reconciliation they're just like okay well i guess we're gonna do this yeah you know and then they and then they start well it's not even it's just like with miss calloway she just like changes on a dime and all of a sudden it's like we are getting on that train and we yeah. are riding it home and blah, blah, blah. And whatever, it's fine. But like, uh, but yeah, it comes out of nowhere. And, and then you just have other characters that they fight with and they argue with, like Buck, that are just annoying and frustrating. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, the character design, I think, is fine in Patch of Heaven. Uh, and I don't even really hate the design of the cows because, like, what can you do with cows? Like, cows are kinda, just not like yeah. what? They're fine. I kind of like, yeah, I kind of liked it. I didn't get any yeah. question the hat, but uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but overall, but yeah, it's fun. I mean, you but know? the character design of the humans is so horrible. I hate it. Like, I guess that I guess uh, the pearl is fine, but the other character designs are terrible i hate like the steve buscemi character looks terrible the sheriff character the the and then we'll talk about uh the alameda slim Slim. yeah and uh it's terrible rico i hate his design you know like i i don't even understand what they were trying to do with rico like rico was puzzling to me too like Uh, it's obviously trying to be clint eastwood right for sure right but like again, if you're making this movie for toddlers, what toddler watches Clint Eastwood? Like, 
What children um, watched Clint Eastwood? What, exactly. So we meet we meet Buck, the the sheriff's horse. Yeah. Voiced voiced by Cuba Gooding Jr. and again I'm thinking, oh cool, because I like Cuba Gooding Jr. You know, I sure, mean, sure. You know, Jerry Maguire. I mean, Cuba Gooding Jr. is awesome. The most annoying character, <laughs> you know. Again, again, I fought the script. It's just horrible. But you know, the only the only thing I liked about Buck, and it's one of the things I liked about the film too, is there's like a 90 second sequence where we meet Buck and we're learning about his motivations. Buck is Buck has got high aspirations about what he wants to do as, well, as a law enforcement horse, right? And yeah. you see that scene where the, they 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 shrink that, and then they change the aspect ratio. So it looks widescreen, and it's looking like a Sergio Leone western. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, and and they just you know he's he's fighting the bad guys, and it's fun again. It's like ninety seconds to two minutes of just kind of a fun little homage, which again I was hoping that the whole film would be like, right? That, you know that way. That's the only segment I like of him, and then everything else is da- it goes downhill. Too. And like the, the the fun little homages is fine, but like when you have a whole character that's so obviously trying to be, you know, Clint Eastwood, it's just kind of like what? Like what were they trying to do? Like it was yeah. so obvious from the He's very beginning that Rico was bad. We we know that just from his <laughs> even the lighting on the character, it's so obvious. I know. Like, I know. There's never a second where you think, oh, he's really a good guy here. Like, what? And uh, and so, yeah, and I agree about Buck. He's terrible, horrible. And so they find out once they get into town, there's this really weird scene with the cows in the saloon. So, again, a typical Western what? trope where the, you know, they have to, there has to be a saloon fight, right? And how they set that up was so dumb. So the yeah, the cows so like thinking that the stage door is the sheriff because there's a star on it, right? So like, yeah, it's this. Yeah. So they walk in, and of course, then they become part of this burlesque show that's going on at the you know in the saloon. Yeah. And then there's all these men like who hollering like it's, what? It's like they're cows. <laughs> like cows are really smelly, and they're really like. I can't even imagine, like, I mean, it's just, this is for, like, I can't imagine this writing room. Like, what? They're like, the executives are saying, like, we want to make a movie for toddlers. So put in your Clint Eastwood character yeah, and put in your, your scene in the saloon with cows. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, you just <laughs> like you just can't even you just can't believe it. That's such a horrible sequence, and, I, and so I hated it the first time I saw it, and then my feelings it got even got worse. I just thought it's <laughs> yeah. so bad. It's so bad. And I've there's seen like, a lot of westerns since I saw this, you know, the first time too. And it's like, oh wow. Yeah, horrible. and then there's like the really weird random scene with like the weird Chinese guy. Yeah, and like what? Like well, what is that? that? Where did that come from? Like, yeah. and because it's, I mean, I'm assuming they cut things out or something because, like, it just sort of feels like really awkward. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just, and then they, so then they are, because originally they're going to, like, try to go to the fair or something. Yes. Thinking and, that at the fair they'll be able to, like, like get, get in good with the sheriff, right? That is going to help them. 
Well, and I don't know why Pearl didn't just make this point. Like, I've just bought this show cow. Like, I'm going to talk to the bank. Because, like, evidently she's like, oh, they're always fine with me being late. No problem. And so, like, why she didn't just say, hey, the fair's in two weeks. I've got this show cow. Come on. Like, you know, there's a chance to even make more money. Whatever. Like, what's up with Pearl? And, um, (laughs) but they get there and into town and they find out that there's this $750 reward, uh, for the finding of this guy, Alameda Slim and Alameda Slim. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Hello. Like what is going on with Alameda Slim? Like the idea that any human being would not know that Yancey O'Dell is Alameda Slim? It's just like beyond. Yeah. Anything. Like yeah. what? Like, is there a worse villain in Disney history than Alameda Slim? Oh, you know, his character. Not. His character I, design is abhorrent. His he looks terrible. He looks like a giant rectangle. His, uh, I mean, I guess the voice performance is fine. It's not. It's not. It's, the fall yeah it's randy quaid and he's got a fun i mean he's got he's got a you you know a distinctive voice but but you know as as you're saying how 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 they hijack how they steal these cows you know from these farms that they want to take over is that he yodels and he hypnotizes them with the yodel and i think there's some creativity in that and i I actually so crazy that it could be funny but it sure doesn't work yeah, like, I actually, I kind of like the yodeling scene where you see, like, it sort of has a little bit of an elephants on parade feel. Yes. Like, it, it's the one moment in the movie where I feel like the, the animator's creativity is really kind of coming out and they're doing something surrealist, they're doing something weird, but it doesn't quite work. Uh, and I don't know, maybe if the rest of the movie had been strong enough, it's... I guess I give the yodeling a pass because I just, even though I said in my review that it ruined yodeling for me, um, <laughs> I feel like at least it's creative, but yeah, it's, it's just so ridiculous and weird and it's not funny. And so it's just like, uh, and yeah. Cause like supposedly he is able to yodel in a way that hypnotizes these cows and it makes the cows come towards him and uh and you know it's like he's supposedly done this in the entire town county because he felt like spurned or something like that and then he goes off once the cows are gone he goes and buys the land for like super cheap yeah as this other guy yancey odell which is like way too complicated first of all for like a child's right that was like, the one thing, too, because this plot gets so convoluted. Yeah, like, kids don't understand, like, oh, yeah. like, land purchases and, like, auctions and what and more. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. And, like, I I mean, I think the worst, I mean, I really, really hate Ratcliffe in, in uh, Pocahontas just because he's a real person. But, like, but obviously he, this is, He's worse. Alameda Slim is worse than Ratcliffe, but like, and Buck Cluck in in Chicken Little, I think is actually a real villain. We'll talk about that when we do Chicken Little. Yeah. He's terrible. And I don't think there's necessarily anything like really mean spirited about uh, Alameda Slim. He's just so lame. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he he's one of those villains that you, 
in concept, there might have been some potential. Yeah. And, and some comedic potential with the yodeling and different things, but it just falls, it really falls flat. I mean, and it's seriously, if, the, if one of these places had one of these farms or whatever, ranches, I guess, had 500 cattle and supposedly he's storing all of these cattle in this cave. Like, how big is that cave? Like, what? (laughs) And what do they do about the tracks is what I thought. Like, (laughs) what is going on with this sheriff? Thousands of tracks going to this canyon. Yeah. Like, like. If, if, if somebody was selling, first of all, if somebody had just stolen, not just 500 cattle from one place, those, the entire map, he, he'd done this to, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, if, if, if somebody was selling 500 cattle onto a train, like, and had, and had, and 500 cattle had been missing, like, I mean, I'm no, I'm no sheriff, but like, it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, what? This makes, it just makes no sense. And it it's makes, so dumb. And it makes no sense. And then, yeah, then you know, the involvement with, with, um, uh, what's his bucket, the Clint Eastwood, you know, that whole, anyway, that yeah, whole. That he's supposed to be this bounty hunter, but he's really, he's really not like, he's, yeah. he's a really he's, bad guy. He's in cahoots with with uh alameda slim and it's just like what what kid is gonna i just that's what i thought again what what child is gonna see this and enjoy it i mean they might enjoy some of the visuals you know because the visuals are 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 interesting but but you just just, i just don't think so i don't think kids are really interested in i don't there's just nothing like lovable like kids kids i think like stuff that's like really interactive Mm-hmm. um you know like something like dora where they can be like uh get the map dora you know that's what makes <laughs> that so brilliant yeah um or something that's like cute and fun and and it's this is just not and it's i just think kids will just be bored be i i think bored. they'll like little patch of heaven s- sequence i think they could watch that as a short or something like that yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think you just show your kids melody time. Like it's <laughs> yeah. Watch Pecos. Watch Pecos Bill. That's their animated western. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then you have this incredibly, incredibly uncomfortable scene where the cows go to a a a, a farm that is going to a ranch that is going to be uh, taken, and all the bulls are like super like creepy and gross and like awful and like yeah, they're being super what? Aggressive. what is that like i was so like like what <laughs> yeah because again it's just like these horrible these horrible jokes and they're not even jokes it's like these bulls are they're using these pickup lines right and yeah. then and then roseanne is of course snapping back with her with her kind of trademark crass humor and you're just like um what's yeah what's that what's happening here <laughs> it's just like <laughs> they're like sexually harassing the cows like oh, it's yeah. terrible <laughs> like what is going on it's like what is happening <laughs> yeah uh and like there's even a line where she, she's saying uh Mar- maggie says i've got three words for you cold shower like what <laughs> I know. 
I know. Because again, the humor is just, you know, it's edgy. And that's another thing. You know, and I'm like, that's like super inappropriate. And yeah. like, like, it's just. I wondered if some of, you know, it's one of those, again, where I wish we could talk to Will or somebody. Yeah. That, was that like actually storyboarded or was somebody <laughs> like, this is Roseanne spewing off in the recording studio. And they're like, oh, we should, you know, we should, this is funny. We should, you know, go on with some of these things that Roseanne is saying. Um, I, I wondered about that and I didn't like it in 2004 and I definitely no. don't like it in 2018. And uh, and Roseanne, like, I know she's a controversial character. She can be very funny. She can be funny. I mean, she can be know, absolutely hilarious. She's got kind of this, this trademark humor that she's good at and that there's, 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 I think there's comedic potential. I don't think casting her was necessarily a bad choice. I think the words that they let her say <laughs> and the one they chose to animate was yeah. a bad choice. And making her the lead character. I think yeah. that you're she always been a better supporting character. Yeah. And I think that it, this would have been so much better if like a character like the um, rabbit that yeah. had been the lead character like rabbits are cute they're fluffy they're yeah. fun like a well, cow is just not and like you could have had these three cows being kind of like going on the journey with like this little rabbit or something like that would have yeah. been that would have been way better can we talk about that rabbit too because you know he shows up <laughs> in like the first the first sequence of, i mean you know the, the film starts they're showing that you know i was mentioning that that monument valley that wonderful that wonderful uh uh, shot that they that they established and then the rabbit shows up and then it's kind of like goes into kind of almost like a looney tunes mode where the rabbit's just having kind of mishap after mishap and it's kind of funny but it's just it was just jarring like and, and you don't see him again until the middle of the film no it's like he, he should be called exposition rabbit because this whole <laughs> like, this whole role is to like periodically appear to get expeditions like this is really what's happening kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's terrible absolutely terrible and yeah. I, I mean i was trying to think like what's an example of a character that roseanne could have played that would have been like better um i mean she certainly could have been a character like rabbit in Winnie the Pooh that that's, you know, kind yeah. of sort of frustrated and like, uh, and, uh, you know, kind of exasperated yeah. by Pooh's antics and that, that could have worked. That could have worked. And the giving her jokes and kind of like snide comebacks that aren't sexualized. Yeah. You know, that's, like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Cold shower is just so like what? And that they're real, you know? Yeah, it's right. Like, like what? What? I was even thinking that. Out yeah. of control. Uh yeah. So basically they they go after him and then there's totally the moment which is so predictable and all these save the barn kind of stories where uh the uh where they the the team is split up and they're they're uh, they have this big argument which again why is that entertaining to children i don't know and uh, of course yeah, then they're that flash flood and all that I mean, the yeah. argument also is like oh please <laughs> and they have that's when they have the uh uh the the uh will the sun ever shine again which is such a pretty song i love that song and you know bonnie they, they bring in bonnie Raitt, who's a wonderful musician you know wonderful singer yeah and 
it's a great song and it is interesting to, to hear that you know it was it was written after 9 11 and yeah. and it really expresses i think the melancholy and the sadness of that time period yeah and and oh that is stuck in this, you know, it's, I know. it's a bummer <laughs> it's used it's used so poorly in the you know i mean because it is it's the low point of the film you know it's, it's coming near the end of act two and the cows right. are all they've all they're all fighting and then they're stuck because of this flash flood and they just look like you know there's there's not any hope anymore and pearl she's you know the farm's gonna be going away any you know any minute and all that stuff but still though it's more just like i wanted to fast forward to it rather than appreciate yeah. the sadness uh you know of the of the and then the drama of the scene. yeah yeah it's I agree. I 100% agree with you there. So yeah, and then everything else plays out pretty predictably as far as uh, there's uh, you have uh, you have Alameda with his goons. Uh, well, and, and don't get me started on his goons. <laughs> they are the most annoying. Yeah, they are terrible. They're terrible. <laughs> and Steve Buscemi's character is terrible and annoying. Like he could. Like he could have been a better villain, uh, but yeah, if that, he the sole villain, villain, yeah. I but, agree. Uh, but yeah, and and you do have that. Uh, Grace is the only one of the cows that isn't susceptible to because she's tone deaf. She's tone deaf, so she yeah she doesn't get <laughs> hypnotized with the yodeling. Which yeah. again, little children that they just toddlers just know all. <laughs> they they can totally understand that. Like, <laughs> right. What? yeah and then uh, they go yeah the, and then the, the cave you know where the cave where they're hiding the cows is like this, this abandoned mine and again i know that's kind of a, again same thing kind of a western thing yeah and it's like then they get to animate the cows in the mine car you know going up and down the hills <laughs> you know the roller coaster that's built yeah. into this yeah. this yeah. cave where you're just like really <laughs> you know yeah you know what's so interesting too though about this movie is that they are finally getting rid of the attraction at disneyland uh that they had because they, they had a uh the little they had a little patch of heaven they had, they had a petting yeah. zoo a little kind of a little a little mini petting zoo that was that they themed when this movie came down yeah there was they had a wanted sign for alameda slim it's all been removed it's it's Star Wars land yeah. is, is taking over. Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is taking over from a little patch of heaven. <laughs> so yeah, the, that's the, the 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 people who hate Disney Star Star Wars aren't. That's the one complaint you won't hear. Right. The little patch of heaven. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting and. Yeah, and then there is a, s- a sequence uh, where they are on this train and they're riding the train, and uh, and I feel like that's been done a lot. Where like, especially recently, like, can I just say, no more animals or inanimate objects, whatever, riding cars. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that so many times. Whether it's Secret Life yeah. of Pets or Finding Dory or like. A ton of times I've seen yeah. that, and it, it, I guess I'm just—it's done. We need a break, <laughs> like no more. Uh, yeah. It's not funny anymore. Like it, it could be marginally funny at first, but I've just—it's just not anymore. I'm done. Um, and here you have 
cows driving a train, whatever. And I do think that the train, it looks pretty good. Like it's, yeah, it's cool. It's cool design. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and like when it crashes and stuff and like it crashes right into a little patch of heaven and tears up the whole, like the farmland and everything, yeah. whatever. And yeah. And like supposedly like this, this, this disguise, it's not even a disguise. Like, like he's just wearing a jacket. He wears like, a jacket. I don't understand. Like it's, it's a worse disguise than like Clark yeah. Kent. Like, yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? You don't recognize this giant man, you know, this giant rectangle yeah. in a right. coat. Yeah, yeah, he has a jacket on. I mean, uh, like, and especially back then, it's not like, I mean, you just didn't come in contact with all that many people. Yeah. Right? And so, like, especially back then, it's not like you're in, like, New York City where you meet, like, thousands of people a day and yeah. you might mistake it. He looks exactly the same. And the whole idea that, like, oh, his gig is up and spoiled is so ridiculous. It's problematic. And yeah. it's problematic. It's so bad. So, but he's taken away. And um, I, oh, I was going to say, for a better, much, million times better example for the character of Buck, wouldn't you agree that Maximus is, like, a oh, billion times better? A million times better. Yeah. Yeah, because again, Maximus or, doesn't talk, right? Which which is is a huge help because it's all done. Yeah, and that makes him even a stronger character because it all has to be done with his his uh, actions, you know, yeah. and, and with with the emotions that they're able yeah. to plot. Oh, I'm with you. Maximus is just a, just a million times better, and yeah. and also you know with Buck, he wants to do kung fu, and you're just like, I never thought that the horse. I mean, again, there's there could be potentially some comedic stuff that they maybe thought was funny. It never was funny to me no. seeing him on his hind legs trying to do those kung fu actions. It was no. it was just beyond. It was because beyond it that. doesn't work because these aren't anthropomorphic characters. If yeah. they had, yeah. I think it actually could have been a little bit better if they had made them anthropomorphic characters because that's just sort of cuter and like yes. like something like Puss in Boots is anthropomorphic. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It makes more sense to have a cat yeah. fencing and stuff like that. Like what? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When he's like, there's a scene where he's literally like leaps onto the the roof of, uh, of the saloon. And you're like, if, if that happened in real life, can you imagine if you were like walking by and there was like a horse on a, on the, on a building like what whoa it's like horse on a building you know <laughs> cows on the stage doing the show you know <laughs> <laughs> oh my what's gosh that, what's happening <laughs> it's yeah. tough it's uh, tough yeah. and yeah. and there's just and there are so many puns in this movie there are so it's just painful and yeah, they're they're bad. Every one of them, every one of those is a groaner. You know, it's not like <laughs> it's not like even one of them lands. You know, that's the thing no. that, I, that I just can't believe is that like, are you serious? Because who laughed at that? You know, like who 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 is you know? And again, maybe it was one of those Michael Eisner things. Like, oh, you got to you got to punch this up with some fun. You know, make this funnier or whatever. But I, I don't know. 
I'm sure none of those work. In fact, every they're 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 so pervasive and so not funny. Which yeah, is, like they just like lie as this thud. Like it, like I don't know. Just as an example, like Grace is singing. She'll be coming around the mountain, and Maggie says she better hurry up around that mountain because I can't take this much longer. That's not even a joke. It's not funny. It's not even a joke. It's just like pointing yeah. something out, you know, but I think it's, they think it's supposed to be a joke and uh, they, uh, yeah, like the stuff with Alameda Slim and the, and the goons, that's not funny. It's usually just like boring. And I, it is, it's boring. Cause the, you know, it's one of those where it could almost be like a, a Gaston and LeFou where that works. Like the slapstick humor, I think really works well. In Beauty and the Beast, but then they, and not so much there's as much physical comedy between Alameda yeah. and his goons, but they're horrible. They've got that horrible voice. And, yeah. You know, the animation is lousy. With I think the design is lousy with those two characters. Yeah. The human anyway, characters are almost all just yeah. terrible. They look horrible. Yeah. I'm with you. And, just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you said. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's one scene where with some vultures where, uh, uh, Maggie says, "We'd better get to town quickly. The vultures are circling." And uh, and Maggie says, "Hey, she's not dying." And the vulture says, "You sure? We could wait around." That's kind of funny. Like that's a little bit funny, but like and western, you know. I mean, it kind of <laughs> it works. It works for the environment. But man, you have to dig hard for anything that's funny, and uh, I don't know. It's just brutal. Uh, and they like, and even things like with the goat or the pig, like it's just kind of, usually it's like pointing things out, not actually making a joke. And, uh, and then, you know, you get the, the ending with, you know, everything, the, the, of course the farm is saved, and, like, but I had to wonder, like, so I guess they, I mean, you have to imagine like how many cattle we're talking about here. like. It this would be like if one farm had five hundred cattle, and you saw like the the just just in the cattle the the weird creepy bulls you know that there were like there were hundreds of cattle there yes and it, this huge map like what what <laughs> I don't know so I hope I guess they must have made all the other farms right and made everything good in the end but we do at least know that patch of heaven ends up fine. And uh, there you go. That's the end of the uh, the story. And uh, but yeah, the I especially just those those bulls were just so weird. Like one saying, "Like uh, don't worry, darling, I'll protect you," and uh, and then Miss Callaway saying, "You've got exactly two seconds to remove your hoof before I snap it off at the knee," and then they say, "Oh, sorry, ma'am, I thought you were the blonde." What? yeah yeah i know it's just as it's it's so weird and again you know that that doesn't belong in a family film (laughs) it does not belong in a family film and it's like super offensive when you think about it like uh, yeah what (laughs) yeah it's just like so so weird and and not funny no not not funny not, not funny 
uh i'm offended for my blonde sisters those are just terrible but anyway i think we basically covered it. i so my like positive i do think the making music is good i i actually like jennifer tilly i i i think she's good i i guess her character isn't that great but like she's probably my favorite of the three if i had to pick um and uh and then i think the uh, there's some nice backgrounds <laughs> my three uh the, i i think the idea of the yodeling is creative and uh that one sequence with the song i i don't love it but i feel like there's some creativity at least trying in there but that's about it for me as far as things positive about this film yeah for me as a you know a bit of a repeat but <laughs> I, I the the concept was was appealing you know, yeah. again, thinking that this could be that, you know, Disney feature animation was going to tackle Western. I just thought, oh, how cool. Yeah. yeah. It didn't work. But the music, the music as, we've, as we've discussed throughout is enjoyable. I love that song at the end credits that Tim McGraw sings. Yeah. Yeah. It's a terrific song. Again, it's an Alan Menken, a little gem, you know, that I just think nobody probably heard because they were just couldn't wait to get out of the theater, you know, after. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wherever the trail may lead. Yeah, I love nice that one. song. Yeah. I love it. And you know, I think the art direction is solid. The character design is great. And honestly, I I, I love that opening shot. And then you know, it goes downhill <laughs> instantly from there. But but uh, yeah, that, that great opening shot. Yeah, and there the you go. Of, and the patch of heaven sequence. Yeah, that patch of heaven sequence is really is is charming yeah okay i can agree with you there so there we go i think we've covered home on the range to uh, all we can say that's all there is to say um <laughs> all right so let's figure out what we're going to talk about next okay here Bring we go the, the random number generator yes <laughs> okay 31 so let's all figure right. out what's 30 uh 30 we're getting, we're in good stuff in that one in that one. Let's see here. Thirty-one Disney animated film. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's Aladdin. Do to do, let's see. Um I'll just maybe I'll just look up Aladdin then. I could be wrong. I thought Beauty and the Beast was number thirty. But uh, but let's let's see how uh, how my memory does. This is this I could, I could be wrong. Yeah, thirty one Aladdin. Yes, this will be great. Oh, uh, now we go from one extreme to the other. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this uh, is good. Yeah. So we uh, we <laughs> yeah it would have been rough if we had a if we had gotten a Chicken Little next. Chicken little, <laughs> or dinosaur, I would have had to like. <laughs> yeah and originally i think i had this at uh like i don't know i think i had it like 55 um but on the rewatch it's my lowest it's my yeah. worst it's the worst of the canon i think it is worse than chicken little because i think the chicken little has some like you can see them just throwing everything at the wall and just like seeing if it'll stick and some of that is kind of interesting and some of the character designs i think are cute uh it, it's a toss-up it's a pick your poison because i think chicken little it's more mean-spirited than this but i don't know it just has a little bit more creativity i i think uh this just feels so so 
like phoned in and lame and just not good. So yeah, this is, it's definitely in my bottom, bottom three. Uh, I still, I think it's better than chicken little too. I will have to see how it's still, see dinosaur it, I, yeah I, and that I, one is brutal it's so I, boring the dinosaur is, is so horrible I, i'm not this one still might be worse than dinosaur but we'll we'll see yeah <laughs> every time you know it, it's it it probably also just matters what kind of mood i'm in or whatever but those are definitely those are definitely in the running for i think almost everybody's worst of this yeah, yeah. dinosaur home on the range, range chicken little, little. Yeah. Or in that discussion for sure. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Every uh, every studio has it. So this has been fun. I've had a good time talking about it. I know. So I have too. It's been, very, <laughs> it's been therapeutic. <laughs> you know? yes. it's, it, 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 was, it was hard to see, you know, a studio that you respect so much uh, go through a, a, a rough patch. It was not a yeah. patch of heaven. It was kind of, you know, uh, very rough patch not a good movie and uh yeah it's very very weak uh and you know i uh i on like if i'm comparing it to the rest of the disney canon i would give it an f like if i'm comparing it to just like animation in general i'd probably give it like a d ish grade um but uh but yeah it's uh it's i hope i never have to watch it again come on life i i i keep having to i was saying yesterday i'm like <laughs> i was like i have to watch home on the range for a podcast and now i mean i'm i'm reevaluating my life choices it led me to watch this movie so many times i've watched it like five times i don't know what's wrong yeah which is four five, five, times, times. five times too many i i probably had to watch it four or five times over my <laughs> lifetime too and it's once was once was more than enough, more than uh, enough. yeah, yeah. I, at least I, it's yeah. short we didn't mention that it's only 76 minutes so i know i thank goodness because it that. honestly feels like it's two and a half hours it does too. it really does and, and uh, oh so it's we, such a shame and again you know when these films are bad i i always feel sad it's like this missed opportunity you know because again uh the the artist the artistry done at with disney animated films even when the films are bad there's still this level of artistry that's so good right right you know and and that's just so disappointing (laughs) to me and again that's how i felt about a lot of these films of the last part of the michael eisner years is that these films kind of made by committee uh where the animation was always so good and the stories weren't (laughs) right Yeah. yeah Well, uh, I appreciate you taking time to uh, oh, you. to talk about the this film with me, and uh, right, we can we can suffer together, right? Yeah. <laughs> we weren't alone having to watch it. Like, oh, uh. yeah, it was fun. Uh, so, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark, and then I have a movie blog, which is moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube. And uh, if you liked the podcast, put uh, put uh, a, a review on iTunes. It really helps people to find out uh, where it is when they're searching on iTunes. That's very helpful. So thanks very much. And uh, yeah, and uh, let us know your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear. And uh, thanks again. And we'll talk again next month. Thanks, Rachel. Okay. Thanks, bye. Bye. <laughs>